The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's all about balance. Hey there, welcome to the next episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico, he's Big Chris Newton. You know he's Big Chris Newton by now. He is Big Newt, the guy from the title of this show, the reason you're probably listening right now. It's Big Newt himself. How are you, my man? What up, though? I'm excited, man. Eight and three, man. Hey, it wasn't hard to get out of the bed and do this podcast, man. I'm excited. Woo! You're you're excited. Okay, see me. I'm very zen right now. It's not that I'm unhappy. It's not that I'm not happy. I am happy, but I'm feeling very zen. You know why? Because for the first time this season. The Bills had a balanced attack, both rushing and passing. Did you see that? I did see that, man. We did a good job. And, hey, man, we were able to – one thing I like about this game is we were able to run the football at the end and put the game away when it looked like it started to slip. And so I was watching NFL primetime. My man Booger McFarland said it best, man. He was like – Hey, the Buffalo Bills, they might not be able to run the ball when they want to, but this game they ran the ball when they had to. And I thought that was a great quote, man, because you it's games, you look at the Rams game, we were able to do it, and we weren't able to do it against Arizona. We jumped up to the big lead. We got to be able to run the football, man. Josh Allen did enough to win the game. We jumped up uh, 20-something to six, and we got to be able to put it away, and we were able to do that uh, this day. So shout out to my man Booger McFarlane. Um, if you check my um, Twitter page, I think I'm going to post a picture. He's a good guy, man. I met him back in the day when he first entered the league, man. We talked football. We played in this celebrity basketball game in New Orleans. Obviously, I wasn't a celebrity. They just needed an extra body, <laughs> so I jumped in. And so, yeah, we chopped it up, man. He a good guy, man. So I'm glad to see he's having all the success that he has post-football. Oh, and I'm so glad that they took him out of that stupid chair on the sideline, too. Get him in the booth. That's where he belongs. That's where he belongs, man. He's a good guy. So the Bills threw the ball 25 times on Sunday, and they ran the ball uh, a total of about 30 times. But they handed it off to the running backs, uh, what is it, 20 of those, 
And the running backs averaged seven yards a carry. That's one of the best, but one of the best uh, rushing days they've had all season, with the exception of the game against the the Patriots. That's why I'm feeling balanced because that's what we were seeing on offense. And you're right when the Bills needed first downs at the end of the game, when they needed to chew up clock, it seemed like there was no question. They handed the ball off. They were going to move the chains. And man, Zach Moss, he had himself a game. He didn't have quite the stats that um, that Devin Singletary did. But when the game was on the line, he was the guy that they were giving the ball to. And I think that by the playoffs, because the Bills are making the playoffs, by the way, by the playoffs, Zach Moss is going to be your featured back, even if he isn't listed with the starters. I can see that, man. And I remember during the summer we did our pregame pod and we were talking about, hey, what would it take for Zach Moss to uh, unseat Devin Singletary, man? And I tell you, man, when Singletary put that ball on the ground, man, he put that ball on the turf, I was like, okay, man, get him out of there. We ain't got time for this. And then sure enough, Zach Moss came in. He had a couple good runs. Singletary had good runs too, but you can't put yeah. the ball on the turf, man, at crush time. So I, I can see that, man. Zach Moss runs hard. He's sturdy. Um, although Singletary is probably a little bit more shifty, um, it's a place for him. But I would definitely like to see Zach Moss get more carries. And Devin Singletary has improved in a couple of areas that he was not good last year one of which was fumbling. He fumbled the ball four times last year, and his fumble percentage was the highest among starting running backs in the NFL. The other thing that he struggled with last year that is now a strength in his game is picking up blitzers and blocking. He's been excellent at that this year. So he's a good third down back. He gets out into patterns well. He catches the ball well. But seems like when you need some hard yards on the ground, if the offensive line is blocking, mind you, which they don't always do, he it seems like Moss is going to be the one that they ride. Yeah, I can see. So, that. and so speaking of offensive line, real quick, man, you see, uh, uh, Morris was in the star lineup at center. Feliciano went back, right? Yes, I did, and I was happy to see it. Um, Man, speaking of the offensive line, I was texting with my brother yesterday, and my brother said the same thing that we've said right here on this show, which is Brian Winters is a liability. He's he was terrible like yesterday, and really they had no answer for Joey Bosa at all. And Joey Bosa had himself a day, and you know they have three very good pass rushers on that team and two of them were out and they still couldn't slow down the one who was left. Could have been a different game if, if the other guys were in there, but for the most part, you saw a team that did what they had to do and it bodes well. Like the bills seem to have this, this knack to for playing down to their opponent. And they did that against the chargers the Chargers are probably better than their record, but we'll get we'll get into that in a minute. But at the same time, the Bills had a huge opportunity to blow that game open, and it seemed like they desperately wanted to give it back for a little while, didn't it? When they had three turnovers in seven plays, yeah. that that looks like a team that's trying to give the game away. 
Yeah, man, it would have been a totally billsy thing to do that. I totally agree with you. We didn't look clean. But that goes back to all season, man. You are what you do on film, man. All season, we've been horrible in the third quarter. All right, we just had some brief technical difficulties. So if we cut off a moment ago, you missed me sneezing and Big Newt doing an impression of me sneezing. So please get right up to the microphone and let them know what I sounded like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I swear you did that on purpose to make me laugh, man. I was like, this dude cannot possibly sneeze like that, dude. <laughs> you sound like the Three Stooges. I know a lot of y'all probably don't remember the Three Stooges. That was probably back in the 60s and 70s. No, man, that was like in the 1930s. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like the 60s. <laughs> I don't know. My time. <laughs> I done had a couple of Tito's. I'm sorry. Ah, sure you have. <laughs> my grandmother. My grandmother used to wind up for sneezes for like five minutes. She would start with by taking a deep breath. She'd go, <sighs> And then the next thing you knew, like three minutes later, she's going, <laughs> and then like after five minutes, she'd finally let out like a normal sounding sneeze. Then big, oh, oh, geez. Oh, finally. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I guess that's where I get it from. <laughs> Listen to you laughing. <laughs> That is so funny, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that stood out to me in this game. Now, I had always been a fan of Anthony Lynn as a coach with when he was with the Bills. I thought he was, you know, I thought he did a great job as the interim coach. He went from that to getting a job as a head coach with the, with the Chargers almost immediately right there. And... You know, his teams have been competitive. And watching this game uh, over the weekend, they seemed to be very poorly coached. They made so many dubious decisions in that game. Do you recall when they were down by 10 points, they got the ball into field goal range and chose to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal being down by seven points at one score. And you've got a full quarter to go. They didn't do it. And the next time they got down into the same position, they called a timeout as if they were going to go for it, but then kicked a field goal. It's almost like they didn't know what was going on. That combined with all the personal fouls they had, I'm wondering if Anthony Lynn is going to keep his job. Hey, man, you ain't lying, man. Most of the time, I don't blame stuff on coaching, but I felt like, Justin Herbert was out there by his down. It was him and Bosa, and then everything else around him was just bad. The culture was bad, the decisions. And if you listen to the game, the commentators talked about it the whole time. I, Lynn, Anthony Lynn did so many questionable things. I mean, I was I mean, I was ecstatic that he was, but I mean, yeah, all those things you mentioned, it was a lot of questionable decisions, and then do you realize Herbert threw for fifty threw the ball fifty two times? He was thirty one for fifty two for three fifteen. I think he played excellent, right? 
But he if did. you watch the game, he probably had like 15 drops. Like their receivers, his receiver core was not helping him out at all, dude. No, no, they weren't. And Justin Herbert, he always looks under control. He's smooth back there. You can tell yeah. he's, you can tell he reads the defense well and that the game isn't moving too fast for him. Yep. This guy's going to be good for a long time. Yeah. And I'm just glad that the Bills caught him when they did. Yeah. So hopefully we don't see him for another couple of years, man. But he he definitely outplayed Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen got to be thinking his lucky stars. We came away with a win. I mean, yeah. I mean, Herbert looked very good. And there ain't nothing against Josh. Josh Allen has been looking good this year. You know what I'm saying? But this game on Sunday, I feel like he played okay. 150-some yards, one touchdown, one pick. That pick was kind of bad. Oh, it's awful. He, and then he threw for 32 yards. And once again, we're just we're keeping the Josh Allen tally. You know what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that we ain't, you know, not giving him a pass. Because like I said, this whole season is about Josh Allen. So, I mean, I feel like Herbert played more than well enough to win this game. It's just he had – he had to fight upstream against coaching and have a little to no help everywhere else. So, And let's talk more about the balance. The defense, which has been maligned most of the season, and you know we saw the Chargers moving the ball, but when it counted, they stepped it up, and your boy, A.J. Klein, 14 tackles, one and a half sacks, four tackles for loss, the best game he's had in his career. Where did this guy come from? I literally think that somebody told him that Big News been talking ish against him, and ever since then, that dude been balling, man. You could argue that he he should he should get the game ball, dude. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, fourteen tackles, almost two sacks, four tackles for loss, hitting the quarterback, man. He was all over the place, man. I. I, I mean, I love Milano, man, but if this dude can keep playing like this, I mean, Milano be out. Eh? Now we talking that, man, and, and sports is fluid. You probably like, but big new, you was talking trash about him a month ago. Yeah. I mean, sports <laughs> is fluid, man. I mean, that dude's balling, dude. So once again, I got to give you that same energy. I was hating on him. Hey, he showed me something, man. You do it on tape, man. Hey, I'm you're good with me. He's doing it on tape, man. You can argue that right now he's playing better than Edmonds. That dude was all over the place, making plays. He absolutely is. Now, I'm not ready to say that he should take Milano's place. In fact, I don't think so at all. Um, he's doing great right now, and I think it has a lot to do with Edmonds being uh, in better health. And, you know, really, they're playing a, a little bit of a different style on defense now. It's a bit more attacking than it had been previously. Now, there are things that he can't do that Milano absolutely can do. And there was one play in particular where the back was delayed in going into his pattern. Yep. Stood there like he was going to be a blocker a and block. then ran out to the side. Right. That was Klein's guy. And he just... He overcommitted. He couldn't make up for his mistake right. he, because he's not fast. He's not as fast as the other linebackers that are out there. So he's not a guy that can run with running backs. That's, you know, and that's really what I think this defense is predicated on having. However, 
if he keeps playing like this, if we can get a healthy Milano in the game, I think that you're going to look at more base sets where the Buffalo Bills are in a position where they can do some dynamic things on defense with all three of their linebackers out there. Because like we've talked about before, they're in the nickel almost 100% of the time. This will give give them an option to come out of the nickel package if he can keep playing like this. And, you know, you want that flexibility if you're a defensive coach. Well, no, I totally agree. He can't cover anywhere near like uh, Matt Milano. But the thing about it is Matt Milano, he plays the weak side linebacker. And A.J. Klein playing strong side, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that Andre Smith is in the game when we don't go nickel. So Matt Milano will come in on the weak side, so you'll have all three of those guys in. So you're right. We could play more base defense, but if we're liking what we're seeing on that strong side from Klein, man, he coming downhill and he'll thump you. He just can't – you can't ask him to cover guys like that in space. And while we're talking about it, players that have stepped up, Teron Johnson – he has played a lot better recently. I was ready to send him packing, and he was covering uh, he was covering Keenan Allen for a decent portion of the game. Trey White had him most of the time, but Teron Johnson he held his own out there and is playing outstanding run defense. And he's blitzing, getting after the quarterback a little bit. Once again, it's about balance. You know, earlier in the season we were hating, but here we are. We're praising because in the end, just like Jerry Seinfeld, everything evens out. I agree, man. He He's starting to look good, and I think that's the thing. He might be getting healthy and just hitting his stride at the right time, so I'll take that all day. You remember I called you, man. I was worried about us not having John Brown, man. I was like, maybe I got to renege on my uh, – on my uh prediction with that man because i was like without john brown our offense doesn't look the same but our defense stepped up and held them to 17 points when they've been putting up a lot of points against people now john brown they put him on ir so he's missing the next three weeks well i I guess the next two weeks we should say at this point i kind of like the move he obviously hasn't been himself with a high ankle sprain right and I, I like that they're going to get him healthy for the playoffs. They're probably going to get in. They're probably, well, they may win the division, but they're probably going to get in. And I think a healthy John Brown is a real difference maker because he just, I mean, he hasn't been getting open and that's not an issue John Brown typically has. Right. Right. Um, but Gabriel Davis looked like the best receiver the Bills had yesterday. Well, he was. Yeah. You know, three catches, almost 80 yards, and a wonderful touchdown. I mean, he did his job, man. So we can't ask anything more from the rookie, man. Hopefully he can keep it up. And this is going against a a bad a bad secondary for the Chargers, yet the Chargers shut the Bills receivers down for the most part. Um, it was a hard-fought game, you know? Uh, again, the Chargers should probably have three more wins than they do. And if they were clicking, they could have had another one on Sunday. But you know what? The Bills can win ugly, and that's what I want for my team. I want them to pull it out when it's tough. I also want them to blow teams out of the water. That that would be nice, too. 
But if that's not going to happen, and it doesn't seem to with this team, hey, win ugly, but win. I agree, man. And I know a lot of people in the post-game show and then um, on the extra point showing stuff today, a lot of people say, oh, this, that, and they pulling out the negatives. And I get it, man. I've been a Bills fan as long as everybody else out there. Everybody wait for the shooter drop. But, man, and was I scared? I, when we had the three turnovers, I was like, are, can you, are you kidding me? But I never really felt we were going to lose that game. And then once we went up 10, I'm like, okay, that's great. All right, they ain't got no more time. I was, they ain't got time. But it bothered me when we gave up another Hail Mary. I mean, we got to work on our Hail Mary defense to prevent. <sighs> that is yeah, trouble. bat it down. It bat it down, man. And I just don't get it how people just jump up, catch it, and then get yards after the catch after they catch it. I was like, I can't believe that. That might be an issue, man. We need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I mean, they played it mostly correctly. I mean, they they aligned themselves properly, but you just swat it. Right. Ugh. Have you, when you were playing, were you ever involved in a Hail Mary situation? I was, man. I was. I was thinking about it, man. Homecoming, 1990 in high school. We were up against our rivals. We haven't won a homecoming my four years of high school until my senior year. And so we were winning by uh, four points, and uh, it was like a minute left in the game. And so uh, a kid, Mike Carrawell, he wound up playing wide receiver at Quincy University. He could take the lid off of defense. So I told my buddy Jerome Carroll to back up. You know, Jerome was new to football. He was in a cornerback. So I'm telling everybody just to back up into a prevent-style defense. And sure enough, Mike Carrawell just ran past Jerome, got a bomb on him. They get the ball on the goal line. And I'll never forget, this is my buddy. And I just pulled his face, man. I'm like, man, we lose this game. Yeah, like it's going to be on between me and you right now because I told you to back up. So everybody, <laughs> come on, big new, come on, we don't need that right now. And so sure enough, we stopped them uh, on the goal line. They didn't get in. Everybody ran on the field. We won homecoming. And then that uh-huh. night, uh, crown homecoming king, man. So that's one thing I was, I'll never forget, man. That was You fun. were homecoming king. I was. I was, man. That was a special weekend, man. It was fun, man. One I'll never forget. Wow. You yeah. you went up there. I'm sure you went up on stage, and you were wearing your Zeke Cavaricci pants and your your bum equipment uh, sweatshirt. <laughs> no, I had, like, a, I had a Coogee looking a Coogee looking sweater, not a Coogee sweater, but a Coogee looking sweater. Matter of fact, I might have a picture. Maybe I'll post it on Twitter, man. But yeah, that was a great weekend, dude. So everybody wow. was happy. Everybody ran on the field and. You know, it, it was it was just awesome, man. I'll never forget it. But yes, we've been a part of that, and uh, I tried to get the guys. I was playing middle linebacker. I tried to get everybody in, uh, you know, in the right position. I was playing middle linebacker, but I was back with the safeties, and so Jerome well, yeah. was further up than me. And I'm like, dude, you can't guard Mike, man. Back up. And sure enough, he caught it, man. And it was a great catch, and, and we had a goal line stands to stop. Ooh, did you make the tackle too? I made one of them. They were on the goal line for four plays. I made one of them, and uh, my guy Tim Prada, outside linebacker, you know, he made a play, and DeSoto Dixon made a play, played at Arkansas for four years. So, yeah, guys stepped up on the goal line, man. They showed our fortitude, man, and Dude. I still remember talking about it, man. I just remember every, I remember every play to this day like it was yesterday, and that was over 30-some years ago, so – 
I can hear the excitement in your voice. I wish I had athletic prowess and stories of triumph. <laughs> no, that ain't that ain't that. That's the Tito's talking. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'll just play. I'm joking. Man, you and I had different high school experiences. You homecoming king. I didn't even go to my like homecomings or my proms. Couldn't find I, dates or anything else. I can't believe that at all. Knowing you now, I cannot believe that. No, I, I figured it out. <laughs> hey, you a late bloomer. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. Bloomer, you know? Yeah. By the way, um, speaking of blooming late, my lovely wife, um, the lemon told me that um, we need to put together a compilation of our non-football conversations. And I think, I think that's coming. So to the listeners out there, Stay tuned, because that'll probably hit you at some point in the off season. Oh, that'll be something to look forward to. Are we are we talking about the game? Because I got a story I got to share with everybody, all the listeners, once we get done talking about the game. Well, I I was just about to shift uh, away from the game. What what do you have? Well, I was going to ask you, man, how was your Thanksgiving? I know we talked about our menus and what we like, but I wanted to tell the listeners what I did over my Thanksgiving. My oh. Thanksgiving was actually really good. I got together with three friends. We sat outside. We were socially distanced. The weather cooperated. We had some good food. It was a great time. Uh, I did not have any dessert. You, did you find any sweet potato pie? Oh, man, I just, I right before I got on the microphone, man, I just had the last piece, man. The last Ooh. piece. They saved it for me, and it was scrumptious, my my wife made a, a turkey pot pie off the leftovers. So, yeah, man, it was great, man. So the the sweet potato pie, we ate the apple pie probably two days ago. So, yeah, I had some. So what went down over the weekend? All right, so on Thanksgiving, man, you know, you know my son wants his PS5, right? And so I don't know how many gamers we have out there. Um, but the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are like hard to get, you know, your hands on these days. So uh, GameStop said that they are going to have in-person, um, you know, systems so people can start lining up and spend the night outside to get the systems, right? Because all the bots, I don't know if you're familiar with bots, but it's like, people who use automated systems to get all the systems. So they go on Twitter and they got like 50 PlayStations and 50 Xboxes. And then you got to go off them with the secondary. You got to go through them for the secondary market. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, we all hate these people. Right. Yeah. So on Thanksgiving day, you know, it was about noon. I mean, the kids went on a ride to GameStop. GameStop probably a mile up the road. And we're like, let's just see what's going on out there. So then we pull up. It's uh two dudes out there, and we're like, y'all the only two out here? He's like, well, it's four of us. It's two of us, and we saving two seats. They had two chairs. And I'm like, all right, this is at 12 o'clock. We're going to eat Thanksgiving dinner at 2. So I told the kids, if it's only four people out there, when we get done with dinner, then I'll spend the night out here and get the PlayStation 5. Seriously? Right? Yes. So then we go home, we eat dinner. I use the bathroom because you know I got the batter, bladder of a baby. Um... <laughs> So we get, I get out there about three, about three twenty, right? So now it's six people, right? And so I'm, I'm number seven. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Bump it. I'm gonna stay, right? So Thanksgiving 
after I ate dinner and used the bathroom, I was out there from 3.30 in the afternoon, okay, until 7 a.m. Uh, Friday morning. No way. Yeah, I was out there 16 hours, 17 hours, one or the other. My math is bad. And so it was really fun, though. I, I've never did anything like that. I mean, I've stood in lines for, like, Air Jordans, but never nothing that long. Maybe I stood in line for five hours, nothing that long. So I'm just like, I just want to see if I could do it. And I'll say about 8 o'clock when the sun, when it started getting kind of cold, because it was probably 70 degrees during the day, but it got down to maybe 45 or 50, so it got kind of cold. That's and freezing. About, yeah, so about 8 o'clock, I'm like, man, you know what, forget this, man. I ain't doing it. But then it was a bunch, and so now it's me as a 47-year-old man. I know y'all like, okay, this dude's a loser, which I understand. I'm an old man in line with a bunch of high school kids and kids just graduated high school. So they're going to their car, and I'm not trying to dry snitch, but they were smoking weed. They're All of them are vaping. And I'm just like, dang, man, I hope my kids ain't like this when they get into high school. So whatever, we chopping it up. We actually had a good time. You know what I'm saying? They were very funny. We had fun. So anyway, fast forward, and then you know the Mandalorian, my favorite show, came out at three o'clock in the morning. So I watched that twice. That was awesome. And so six o'clock in the morning comes, right? The manager comes in and he puts a sheet on the window. It says they're gonna have two PlayStation two uh fives and they're gonna have six Xboxes. So I was happy and giddy as all get out because Although I wanted the PlayStation, I just didn't want to leave there with nothing. So I text yeah. my wife, they're going to have six Xboxes. And she was like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to buy an Xbox. So now comes the quandary, all right? I talked all that stuff about the people who are doing using the bots and they're reselling, right? Mm -hmm. But essentially, I wind up doing the same thing, okay? So I got the Xbox. I put it up on, you know, the internet. And then I met with somebody and I sold it to him and I made more money than what it cost. I don't want to, I don't want to snitch on myself. I don't know if it's illegal or not, but I made more money than what it cost. I won't say how much, but I made more. Right. But then I justify it by saying, Hey, I'm going to use the extra money to overpay for the PS five. Cause now ah. I have enough cause the PS fives are going on, uh, on eBay and Facebook marketplace. They're going on for about a thousand dollars. Dude. And I'm like, okay, I want my son to have this for Christmas. So the quandary is the two wrongs make a right. Because I feel like I'm wrong because I'm doing what I don't believe in, but I'm doing it for a reason. And it's kind of like, I don't know, do you do you watch Marvel? Do you watch Infinity War and all that stuff? Have you seen no. that? Okay. Well, for those of you Marvel heads out there, you think of Thanos. Thanos was the ultimate villain, right? He was an antagonist. So, but he had a great reason for wanting to destroy half a life in the universe because we didn't have enough resources for everybody because we keep growing exponentially. So he had a great reason for doing what he's doing, but what he was doing was killing everybody, half the people in the universe. And so that's what I look at it like. I'm using this extra money. I did something I think is wrong, but I'm doing this extra, I'm doing this to have extra money to pay somebody to get what I wanted in the first place. So I don't know if that's me being right or wrong or me just justifying me being wrong, but that's how I spend my Thanksgiving. Wow. So you are the parent of the year. 
I, I don't know <laughs> any parent that has done a- anything like that. Uh, but you know, as for your as for your quandary here, we're talking about ethics, morality. Okay, maybe there's some question in there, but this is capitalism, dude. This is right. what we signed up for. Right. You know, it's eat or be eaten in a lot of ways, and you're choosing to eat, or in this case, play video games. Right, right. You know, but obviously I got home about 8 o'clock the next morning, and I was exhausted. Like, I'm just now feeling right by staying up all because I didn't sleep at all. You know, I stayed up the whole time watching videos and like I said, I watched The Mandalorian. So I didn't sleep all that night. So I caught it took me the whole weekend to catch up on my sleep. Like I slept because Notre Dame played at three o'clock that day. I think I slept to like three o'clock. I woke up for the game, watched the game, and then I went right back to sleep. And then the Bills game, I kind of woke up, went back to sleep, then watched the Bills game. And then the Michigan game came on Michigan basketball. I was dozing during that game. And it went to overtime. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even care if we lose. Just get over with. So um, I'm just not catching up on my sleep now from the weekend. <laughs> so did you sleep at all that night? Not at all. No, man, I stayed up shooting the crap, man. And I can't remember the last time I stayed up 24 hours straight. So it was a different experience. Like I said, I just wanted to see if I could do it, man. You know, it wasn't. At some at that point, it wasn't really about the PS5 no more because I knew going into it, it was going. Once I knew I was the number seventh person in line, I pretty much knew from Twitter that they weren't going to have seven PlayStations. They only I knew they were only going to have two, but I wanted to make sure I got something because I would have really felt bad if I stayed out there 17 hours and didn't get anything. And so that sucked. I felt bad for like the number 10, 11, 12, 13th person. Because once he put the, the thing up on the glass, saying how many they were going to have, most of the people, it was like maybe 40 people in line. You know, obviously they weren't there as long as we were, but it was probably about 40 people in line. Most of them left. But the guys that was like closest to us, like number 10, 11, 12, 13, they kind of stuck around. And so obviously they tried to weasel their way up. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't having it. I was the number seven person, and I sat in front of the door the whole time. And so the number four guy, the number five guy, they were calling their girlfriends, their brothers, their cousins, and we all just kind of sitting there. We wasn't really in the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so once the manager came, everybody was like, all right, man, let's get in line. I'm like, I don't care if you get in line. I'm staying right here because I know no more than six people are getting in before me. So you all Mm -hmm. decide which six they are, but I'm going to be the seventh person coming in here. You know? So once the manager came out, he gave us the tickets because they only had seven, eight systems. So he gave the tickets. He was like, are you number one? And I'm like, no, I'm not number one. This guy number one, that's two, three, and I counted it out. So once we got number seven and number eight, the number nine guy was like, no, man, I was here before. I'm like, no, dude, don't even try that stuff now, dog. You was number nine. You should have went home with everybody else. You knew that you had a small chance of getting. I'm sorry. And so one guy, man, he was like a college kid. He was like, man, I can't believe you all are scalping. You all don't even want an Xbox, man. You all want a PlayStation, and now I ain't going to be able to get it. He tried to make us feel bad, and guy was like, man, we really ain't trying to hear what you're saying. Like, because you're not yeah. – what you want ain't more important than my children. I mean, you just came up short. If you really – if it was that important to you, you should have got here at 5 in the morning like the dude that was number one did. 
So <laughs> if it was a little kid, I would have felt more guilty. But you, dude, you're in college. Like, come on, dude, you're as big as me. Like, why are you crying? But I get it, man. These guys, they want these systems, man. So it's a big demand and little supply. You remember Cabbage Patch dolls? Yep. It was the same way with that. And even more recently, it was the Nintendo Wii's. It was like yep. that, you know? And my sister was, oh, she was little at the time. I, I was in second grade when Cabbage Patch Kids came out. So my sister must have been about four. And she said to my mother that if she didn't get a Cabbage Patch doll, she would know Santa wasn't real. And oh, wow. You, yeah, you couldn't find him anywhere. Right. And right. My, my mother told my aunt, who told my cousin, who was actually um, in optometry school at Ohio State at the time. And he said, oh, nope, that's not happening. I'll get her one. And he did. He got in line the night before. Stayed out all night, ended up getting her a Cabbage Patch doll, and, like, he's kind of saintly for doing that. Heck yeah, man. You don't want to ruin nobody's childhood, man. That's awesome, dude. And, you know, he took it on, he took it on himself to say, no, I'm going to make sure that this child's dreams aren't dashed. It was cool. Back to the Bills. They're playing on Monday night against the 49ers, who are playing Nick Mullins at quarterback, but are starting to get healthier. Brought back Debo Samuel and uh, uh, Richard Sherman. They were back on the field this past weekend, and yep. they played tough. Yep, and and they, they announced today that they're going to be moving that game to Arizona Stadium again, right? Yeah. You know, so... It will be a neutral site game. You know, we got to fly across country. Well, you know, we're familiar with that stadium. We were there a couple of weeks ago. So we're early three-point favorites. Um, we got to win that game. I mean, right now, the third quarter of the season, we're 2-1. and one. If we could come 3-1 and one out of this quarter, we did our job. Uh, so let's go out and win this game, man, against a, a depleted 49 But the 49ers beat uh the Rams with a depleted roster. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't take this lightly, man. So, we got an opportunity before the Pittsburgh game. You know what I'm saying? So, before the last yeah, quarter you, of the season. Since we agree that Pittsburgh is going to be a tough game and one we don't necessarily see the Bills winning, they need to go into that with a win. Because if they lose two in a row, then they may end up finding themselves tied for first place in the AFC East. Right. We don't want that. We, we want, want this team to win the division. I agree. I agree. We got to win it, man, because Miami's on our butt, man. I, I'm, every week I'm like, okay, man, just lose. Come on, Fitz. Just lose. Put Tua back in there so he can throw 80 yards and y'all lose, man. Please. Jeez. Yeah. Tua's you injured know? right now, and Fitz – he hasn't gone full-on fits yet this year in the bad way. We can't let out our guard, man. We got to keep playing ball, man. But I like our schedule and how it sets up. We just got to keep getting better and plugging away, man. The opportunity's there. so Getting better, 
just like we get better every we, week. We're better than what we were back in the summer, I tell you. Oh, absolutely. And we were phenomenal back then. Can you believe how good we are now? Damn, I like <laughs> listening to this podcast. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed talking about your Thanksgiving today. Well, thanks, man. You know, I just want, you know, I, want, I was questioning my morality for a little while, so you made me feel better about it, you know. This is a capitalistic society, so I just feel bad because I don't want to take anything out of a little kid. But like I said, these high school kids, man, like, man, you old enough to know uh, disappointment. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, they can get a job. They can save up money. Anyway. I want to thank everybody for joining us. This has been fun. Hey, he's Big Chris Newton. The Big Newt himself. I'm Jamie D'Amico. This week I was not kicked in the balls by Big Newt. <laughs> big Newt, you got a song for us? Hey, man, this was a big win. That uh, rookie quarterback, he's going to probably be rookie of the year now that Joe Burrow's gone. So, big win. You get the hey, 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 hey. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.